This is the Pick of the Bunch by Basic Bananas, where we share the pick of the bunch when it comes to marketing, business, and people. Welcome back to the Pick of the Bunch. This is Christo here. In this episode, I'm joined by Amanda Abel, and she shares the story of how she's grown her business from one person, just herself, basically where she was unsure about even going ahead with the business, to a point where now she has 12 staff, two locations, and she's got an awesome, you know, happening, kind of thriving business. It's called Northern Center for Child Development. She shares what that is and what the business is and basically what they do. And um, yeah, the, the key strategies that have helped her to grow and continually grow her business. So I think for any listener who is in business, especially business owners, you'll get a lot out of this episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting to have you on the call. And uh, I know this will be super beneficial for our audience, for our listeners, because you are an awesome business person yourself. And um, you've been doing some awesome things in business and you've grown, you know, uh, an awesome business. And um, so many people, you know, aspire to do the same or, um, you know, we all need inspiration from time to time. So it's so cool to have you on the show and so we can dig around a bit around what's worked for you and you know and what's working and well you know what uh, even what the future holds it's good to kind of hear from you what what's next and so on so give us a little summary right now and what's your your business look like at the moment let's let's give give the little spiel of kind of you know what it is and what you guys do yeah yeah, yeah. So I'm a paediatric psychologist as my, my job. Um, and I've my practice is called the Northern Centre for Child Development. Um, and I've just this year opened up the Hawthorne Centre for Child Development as well. So I've got two businesses with really long business names, which wasn't well thought out. Um, <laughs> tip number one to everyone listening. Um, so but I guess, yeah, our, our purpose is about uh, providing services to children and their families here in Melbourne. Um, you know, our our mission or our purpose that I defined actually while working with you guys was uh, for every child to reach their, their best outcomes by equipping families with the tools they need to thrive. So I'm hoping that encapsulates a little bit about what we do. Um, so, but look, on a day-to-day basis, we're doing a lot of work for families with kids with autism. Um, we diagnose children with autism spectrum disorders, learning disorders, ADHD, and then we provide a lot of supports for the families um, and the schools that are involved with those kids as well. Um, and then we also work with neurotypical children too, you know, for counselling and anxiety management and things like that. Mm, awesome. Interesting. And what's the, how many people do you have on the team? So there's 12 all up or 13, including me. Um, and four of those team members are admin support mm. here in across both practices and uh, the other team members are psychologists. And then we also have a couple of um, contractors that are other disciplines like speech pathology and OT that come and go. Uh, cool. And what? And how did it start? Was it just you initially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it was just me rattling around in this really big um, building that we've got. So I... Um, I was I was actually working in a different private practice for someone else and I was definitely reaching the point of burnout, um, which happens a lot in my industry because it's quite a draining job. 
and um, I was actually about to do a career change to become an event planner um, because oh. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> loved parties. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and was literally about to change, change careers and found out I was pregnant um, which, to my husband, which, you know, happened a little, little quicker than anticipated. Um, and so I then went on maternity leave and through that process decided I wanted to work for myself. So I started out as a sole trader. Uh, I rented a room somewhere in a, another practice and just sort of slowly built up. Um, but then decided I really wanted to have my own practice to be able to kind of project my own um, image and, and brand and that kind of thing. So about six years ago, I um, signed the lease on a, a quite a big practice building and I did rattle around in here for a little bit and then it just kind of slowly evolved and grew uh, into what it is now. Mm, awesome. It's very inspiring. And that's, is that six years, did you say? Yeah, mm. about six years, yep. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Like six years, you know, business from one person yeah. um, who was maybe going to go off and become an event planner yeah. to, so that you could have more parties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great business plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But instead, you've grown this business now with a team of 12 um, doing life-changing work, basically. Yeah. yeah. yeah purpose statement, and it sounds very succinct. And that's awesome that you've shared that too, actually, because the... um you know even when did we work that out with you that was like probably a year ago a bit over a year and a half yes, i reckon yeah i reckon about a year and a half yeah yeah because that because it's pretty cool because even businesses we might work with that are you know 20 30 years old they haven't really defined their purpose mm-hmm. um, like a sense of direction where they feel like they're floating and it's just sort of what happened and we kind of ended up in this and you know and, and yeah. it's um it's such a cool thing it's like you're you're guiding light um, when you've got that clear purpose. So if you're going to do something yeah. and it takes you closest to that, like close to that purpose, do it. If it doesn't, don't do it. Um, yeah. And that's why it helps. And, you know, I had never even thought about what our purpose was before I started um, doing the clever bunch. And I was like, Oh my God, what is our purpose? Like mm. we just take the referrals that come through the door. Mm. But then when I kind of nutted out, you know, well, what do we love and what are we actually doing on a day-to-day basis? Um, and what do I want to achieve? Like when I'm no longer here, what do I want to have, what impact do I want to have had? Um, and it really, for me, came back to families and, you know, having a family myself, I know how important it is to feel like, you know, you're in, you're in a good place in your family. And, you know, so that was, I guess, my, my, the driving force between what our purpose is and, and really focusing on the parents and the family. Yeah. Awesome. And you like, so it sounds like it's, well, it could sound like it's been an easy ride. Has there been like, oh crap, kind of moments? Those oh like, times, like just because it sounds just to <laughs> have a little dig. Because sometimes <laughs> people have these kind of fairy tale business where it just sort of like they went from one client to the next to the next, and it just like and they kept the old, you know, and it just yeah. like grows, and you're like, what is that true? Like, and then but there's always even oh. with, you know, I don't know if people let on, but you know, tell us that. Has it always been yes. kind of like roses? My God. Or not really. I, like I have been ready to throw the towel in numerous times, like legitimately ready to get out of it. Um, <laughs> it, it has been hard. The last couple of years I'd say have definitely been, been better um, from like the business perspective, <clears throat> but there, there, there have been some huge mistakes that I've made and a lot of the time it comes down to um, 
having to do stuff that you're not qualified to do or you're not trained to do or you're not experienced in. Um, and for me, that is like managing a team. So even though I'm a psychologist and, you know, I've probably got relatively good people skills, I hope, um, I, I don't know how to manage a team. I'm not down with what the law is and I'm, you know, certainly no expert in, um, you know, the ATO and that kind of stuff. So mm. I've definitely um, made some bad mistakes in terms of maybe hiring people that weren't the right fit for yeah. my company and my brand um, and, and that certainly has backfired and, you know, there have been some incredibly stressful um, experiences that I've had and as a business owner that is always going to overflow on into your personal life um, and you know they're, they're times that were really really challenging for me um, so you know so that side of thing that that side of the thing was yeah really hard um, you know I think you go for a long time in your business not paying yourself as well mm. so you know the first couple of years I don't think I really drew a wage um, it's probably only been more recently that I've felt in a position to be able to do that and also, I guess, to value what I'm doing behind the scenes. Um, so what the marketing work and the business development and that kind of stuff is actually so valuable and it's what keeps everyone else being able to have a job and for them being able to get paid. So I should be paying myself to do that as well. Um, you know, so you, you start out your business journey and you may not really be earning that much money. And so you can really feel like, why am I doing this? Like, yes, it's intrinsically rewarding and I love it. But at the end of the day, would I be better off just working for someone um, because of all the stress involved? So I think, you know, that was a really big learning curve for me that, yeah, you need to be drawing a wage. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It's just to keep things sustainable. I think there's that because everyone's extremely optimistic. Well, most when they're starting a business before the reality kicks in of like the work and actually mm. having to keep it consistently growing and going up consistently. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of optimistic and then, yeah, you get going and you're happy to work for yeah practically nothing for a yes. while as long as you can kind of just keep things afloat. Um, and then there's those doubts. Yeah. Like you're saying, like maybe I could just get paid by the hour by someone else, you know, and then, <laughs> you know, um, and then, to keep it sustainable, you're like the mo usually the most important person in the operation is yourself. So you kind of got to look at yourself and go, how do I make sure I am motivated to show up and show up in the best way? And a bit of financial reward often helps that, you know, like, oh, yeah. you know, I feel like you just spent a year grinding and it's, you know, and you're, and you're kind of, in the same place as you were when you did the start of the year or you just covered the mortgage repayments. You haven't put anything extra, you know, like just yeah. nice to feel like a, yeah, you're um, rewarding the most important person and probably the most valuable resource in the entire operation, which is yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right about making it sustainable. Like there needs to be, um, you know, something in it for you from a financial perspective um regardless of how enjoyable the actual work is and i love the business side like i love that um just as much as i love my clinical work um but still it's like you know probably if i calculated how much money i make per hour because i'm you know sometimes working till 10 o'clock at night um it probably wouldn't be that great so let's not even talk about it but <laughs> but um you know it, it needs to be sustainable because you need to be able to go on holidays and you need to you know be able to um go and get your hair done or whatever it is so yeah, that was a, a good lesson for me. Yeah, absolutely. And what about, so 
um, say like a year ago, you know, you've had some pretty awesome business growth. Like what's, what's changed over the last say year for you, like volume, whatever you're comfortable sharing, like it could be the number of team members, could be the volume of, you know, patients, what is something sort yeah. of some way to measure that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, some of the ways that I measure it um, is like from a day-to-day basis is like how many new referrals we get. Um, and I also like to look at it in terms of, so I've got a practice, um, the, the biggest practice I've got here is it's got four consulting rooms. And I remember at the start of, um, the Clever Punch group, you had to sit there and set some goals mm. and it was like, you know, um, I was, I was a bit ambitious with some of them, but some of the goals I'd set were about, you know, I want to have X number of psychology hours cause it, I kind of looked at it but by the hour of each room's usage and value and that kind of thing, um, you know, and I've got all these rooms sitting here. I want them filled up. Um, and I remember setting those goals. And then I looked back at the end of um, uh, the end of the, so it was probably around the start of this year, which was when I finished up, I think, with the Clever Bunch. And I was like, oh, my God, like I actually reached that goal. I had every room being used most of the time, um, which, you know, when you're looking at, um, outgoings and expenses, it's actually like the best way to kind of make the most of what you've got. So that was one way I measured it. The other way is, yes, how many referrals we've got. But for me, probably the most obvious is looking at um, the number of the um, team members that you've got in, in your team. And like, as we said, I started out just with me and now there's 12 of us. So you know, we just had our Christmas party and there was 12 people plus partners sitting around the table and I was just had a moment where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that, like, this was something I started. <laughs> so, it's yeah, you know, it's, it's a nice way for me to measure it. Totally amazing. And then you still get the party. So you still got to plan a party. Yeah. Or did you give yeah. that to a team member? Or was that no. one of the other Oh, no. Like, I feel like sometimes that's the highlight of the year for me and I might start planning it <laughs> six months before. <laughs> <laughs> so you still get that, that. There you go. You did it. Yep. You built the business in a different way to be able to have the party. So, um. I tell you what. And the events. And actually, like, that's a really good point because that one of the bonuses of having your own business is being able to do the stuff that you enjoy. Um, yeah. And, you know, thinking about the things you're good at and the things that you enjoy and planning events is one of those things. And so I've been able to incorporate that into not only events for the team, but, you know, in my clinical work, um, doing events for the community and parents and that kind of thing. So um, I haven't escaped being an event planner. (laughs) (laughs) You built it in. I like it. um, And amazing. Well, firstly, congratulations and amazing work and what a cool thing to be able to sit there like you said and have that moment going you know wow look at the team there yeah. if you've had say 12 and you know partners and you're, yeah. you're probably close to 20 people maybe and you yeah. that's like it's what an awesome feeling yeah so congratulations Thank to you. you do you think in that like trying to look at what's made the biggest impact from going from you know one to 12 people or you know the rooms seeing them empty and you're the only one there to kind of fill a room um, with appointments to then going to, you know, having, I guess, you know, team members in there or having sessions like almost all the time. Um, What's, what moved the needle? Like what's, have there been specific things that Mm -hmm. help you shift the most or what's like lessons Mm -hmm. have you got from that or any specific, you know, strategies or just, or how you're thinking of how you apply things now? 
Yeah, and I think well, I think it's a, a cumulative effect of a lot of small things, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, like you know, from from probably the first or second year when I first started, I did I had a business coach who was, um, and and we we we're still in regular contact, and she's amazing. Um, but you know, her she's specific for people in the paediatric um, industry, mm-hmm. and so you know a lot of the little things that we learnt to get together were super helpful. Um, but I really found that there was this gap in terms of like, I've got this business, um, you know, um, we're providing these incredible services, but why am I not busy enough? And that was kind of, I guess, how I came across basic bananas because I was just like, well, there needs to be something going on here for the marketing and I don't know what I'm doing and I want to know how to do it myself. I don't want to outsource it. Mm. Um, and so through that process, I did learn a lot of little little things to do. And like even an example might be, um, you know, we send out a weekly nurture email. Um, we've probably been doing that for over a year now. Um, and we use Entreport for that. I, I do outsource some of that to someone in the Philippines that does all the nitty gritty because I don't know how to do it, um, and and I don't want to do it either. Um, and um, just that, and then that has created a really strong recognition of our brand to the point where I have people that um, you know I'm I'm advertising for jobs at the moment. And people are sort of saying, I really want to work um, at Northern Centre for Child Development. Like, you guys have such a good reputation. Um, and I really think these little things that you do build this strong brand and really project um, the type of work that you do. Um, and, and then that attracts the types of clients that you want to see. Um, yeah, so things like that. Even even things like um, I really think as well the the marketing to the people who refer to us and getting creative with that. And one of the really big lessons for me was learning to be myself, um, you know, and being authentic to me because sometimes when you, you know, certainly first graduate as a psychologist, you feel like you need to be this professional person um, and all clinical and everything. And I always felt a bit of a fraud because I'm like, that's not me. I'm so not that person. Like I bloody wanted to go and, do parties for god's sake so um <laughs> being an event planner and not that there's anything wrong with that but you know that was you know that's who i am i'm a celebratory person so um you know a really big thing for me and i i actually think that i learned this over the past couple of years was don't try and be someone that you're not when you're doing your marketing because people will see through that and you know if i'm authentic and i project that out um, if people like it, then that's great. Then I get to um, get referrals from people who appreciate who I am um, and then I get to attract clients that want to work with someone like me. And and if you don't like that, that's cool. This is just not the right place for you. So I think that was a really, really big lesson for me and I have to say that could be one of the really big things that has um, contributed to the success of the business. Amazing. Yeah, that's super cool. I'm so happy you've shared that. Mm. There's so many people want to fit into exactly their industry or feel they have to, or they look at some like, like it could be a governing body and then they look at how they communicate and they think they have to communicate the same or like, or they just look at 
marketing in general and think to do marketing, they have to market like other marketing they're seeing out there. So then it creates a resistance where they think, oh, no, that's yucky and cheesy or like over the top or artificial. It's like, um, but as you get better at anything, it's like advertisements don't have to look like advertisements, you know, and um, Absolutely. And like, a, you know, like a Facebook ad doesn't have to look like another Facebook ad you've seen and it shouldn't basically. Yeah. Um, and when you're clear on your, I guess, positioning in the market and your brand and who you want to be, it makes pushing the messaging out a lot easier. And then what you've said too around things like you attract customers, you also attract team, you create a, a culture and yeah. you get to be yourself because and that's attractive to people. Like even like a, you know, like us working with so many different businesses, you don't have to be this like lovable character if you're yourself. Like sometimes people, we might work with them and they're like a, they're a bit of a, a like they're not, they're a bit of a like grump, but they're, they're <laughs> good and they're anal about their, like my, their numbers in their accounting practice or whatever. And that's attractive to us. Like, you know, what he's, yeah. he's, he's kind of grumpy, but he's so good at it. And it's because he's so focused, you know, like, it, but he's being himself rather than yeah. people trying to pretend it's like, yeah. it's like the world are kind of sniffer dogs. You know, we want to, we smell a rat and everybody when, yes. um, when yeah. you, when you're looking at a new business in the first place, you, you're always skeptical, like about using a new provider. It's everyone's like, has a little fear. Like, is this going to be a waste of my money or my time on any product or service? Yeah. Uh, and so when you kind of feel like, oh, well, they're being themselves, at least they're, they're honest, you know, and, on, and I can feel it. Um, yeah, yeah. Like coming from coming from their heart, and they're doing what they're doing. And exactly, if people, some people don't like it, they they bounce off, and that's fine. Um, and then the ones who resonate, they stick. You know, it's it's um, yeah. amazing. Yeah, and it makes sense. And I think you know, like um, and any another example of it is that you know, in so well, as a psychologist, we've got really tight. Um, I guess, legislation or rules around what we are and are not allowed to do um, and whether that's about marketing or just about our general behaviour, believe it or not. We're not allowed to bring our profession into disrepute. Um, mm. And, you know, so something that I did that uh, was quite unusual for a psychologist was I, I have a, a public professional Instagram account. Um, there's not that many psychologists out there at the time when I started it that had that. Um, and my, my, um, rationale behind it was that I wanted to remove the mystery and the taboo around seeing a psychologist, mm. um, and wanted to show some behind the scenes and she wanted to show, you know, this is where all normal people, like we are super friendly people that, uh, you don't need to be scared of. And it's, you know, it's not shameful to pick up the phone and book in to see us, yeah. um, as a profession. So that's not about promoting my brand. But, um, and it was really funny because I remember I, before I actually got in contact with Basic Bananas, I had met with a, another agency who were really sceptical and down on the Instagram account because they felt like it could alienate um, my target audience. Mm. And because, you know, if Amanda's off having a coffee and talking about making a coffee, you know, that could be really alienating for a parent of a child with special needs because they might not have time to do that. Oh. And I was like, good point, but that's who I am. And, um, you know, I think that these clients and my ideal market want to know they're getting services from someone that's a balanced person that has time to yeah. sit down and have a coffee. Um, yeah. And so that authentic authenticity really has to come through. 
um, across all levels, I believe, for people to really value you and what you do. Yeah, yeah. And I like, I appreciate what you're saying. And I think it's um, awesome that you do that and you show who you are because it also, it, it can inspire others to, to, I don't know, be better. Yours is a different industry of mine, but I actually resonate with what you're saying too, because we, um, like people have said it to me countless times, oh, there you are posting, you're in the, the Maldives again surfing, but some of your clients are like, busting their gut right now and they're like paying you guys and i'm like well i'm showing them what they can do to go there and you know what i'm going like because i'm I'm gonna do what i want to do and then people connect with and resonate like it's still as long as you're you're going and having your coffee but you're still delivering you're not like missing appointments because you're off having a coffee exactly you're still providing as i'm not i'm not out partying but you know the thing is that I, uh, I value what I do and what my business does and what my team do so much. Mm. And, and I know that what we charge for a fee as well is fair, um, yeah. but it also represents the really high value um, of our service. So I know that if I'm driving around in a nice car or going on a holiday, I haven't, I'm not ripping anyone off. <laughs> like yeah. What we do is such high value and I really, really believe in it that I don't feel uncomfortable about it. And I think that I would then, if someone did feel uncomfortable about going on holiday or whatever it is, um, mm. you know, then they would need to question how much they value what they do and, and yeah. how much people are paying for it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Now, you can I ask, because you're a mum, yes. how do you, like, how do you balance you know, is it a, oh, is it yeah. a mum a full-time job in itself? Like, yeah. you know, is that a, is that yeah, I don't. <laughs> Basically, I don't balance it. Um, Teamwork, but like, yeah, how do you do it? Because, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know, right. There's always a ball getting dropped somewhere. Um, I think, you know, I think it's, for me, about prioritising, um, which, to be honest, hasn't been that hard. Um you know, my, my number one priority is my daughter. I've got a seven-year-old daughter. Um, and, you know, being there for her and being present in the school is really important for me. Um, so, you know, I'm there for drop-off and pick-up most days. Um, I'm heavily involved in the school community as well. Um, and then, you know, it's not that my business takes second place, but it's at a, at a point where we've got enough processes in place that it can run relatively self-sufficiently. Um, you know, I've said to people that the business seems to run better when I'm away on holiday than when I'm around. So maybe I need to uh, think about that a bit more closely. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, for me, it is. It's about priority, priorities. Um, and, you know, I think being very um, clear about what you want to say yes to and what you want to say no to. So I've found in business I get presented with a lot of opportunities and a lot of them just seem so wonderful but I can't say yes to everything so if it's going to take me away from time with my family it's going to have to be bloody worthwhile Mm. so whether it's about it being intrinsically rewarding for me or whether that be about you know it, it having a benefit for my business in some way so um the balancing knowing when to say yes and knowing when to say no is so important um, and I think as well, you know, um, trying to let other people's judgments sort of go. Um, you know, I've definitely been the mum at the park on my phone 
because I can't get hold of a paediatrician or someone that I've been trying to get hold of and my daughter's playing on the playground and I'm on the phone. And, yeah, that looks really bad to people that are looking in, um, you know, that, that meme of the mum on the phone pushing the pram. Well, that may well have been me. Um, and, and that's, you know, but, but that means that I can run a business that lets me support my family. Um, you know, and it means that I can be there at the park, even if for five or 10 minutes of it, I'm on the phone. Um, you know, so, so it's really about letting other people's judgments go, um, and, and prioritizing what's really important. And my focus is so inward in that way. Um, I'm not comparing myself to other businesses at all. Um, you know, I might know what they're up to a little bit, but I'm really not looking outward at other businesses. I'm looking at my own business and my own family and um, comparing, you know, business, my business growth against where it was last year, not comparing it against the, you know, practice down the road. Yeah. Um, and I think that that, that as a parent um, as well helps keep everything real so that I'm not getting stressed about stuff I don't need to be stressed about. Yeah, and um, you're growing this, the, and on that, in the business side of that, you're growing something that no one else has because you don't need to look, if you're focusing mm-hmm. on your customers, yourself, yeah. your team, your family, yeah, it's a, you create like, it's kind of like you create your own little bubble world yeah. that you get to invent how it works and you say, yeah, you're on the phone at the park for five minutes, but you're the one that's there at the, the, the yeah. end of your presentation, you know, because yeah. you can be and you've still got the, the business running in the background. Yeah. Like that's yeah. um, totally amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard, yeah. but it's good. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that's the juggles of it and, and all part of the, the journey. One thing you said actually earlier too, which was something that I love to hear, is you said that you so the email marketing you do regularly now, yeah, and um, that's been one thing of obviously yeah. many, many little things because people always come to us and say, oh, what's the big secret for my business? Or the yeah. big, I need a big idea. And I'm like, well, the big idea is probably going to be we're going to do like 30 things in sequence and that yeah. will result in a big shift. Yes. But it, we need to unlock the combination code. It's not one. Yeah. It's not a magic pill. Um, and then you said with those emails, you'll have someone else do the techie yes. bit that you don't even want to do. So yeah. that's awesome because so you you know what you're doing with the marketing, you're learning it yourself. So if team members come and go or someone outsourcing doesn't yeah. work out, you're not just left scratching your head wondering why because you actually orchestrate what happens when it happens. You know um, what's going on and how to look at marketing to make it work, but also you move the stuff that, you don't like doing like so that's just one example yep. that's super cool that you so you still get it done but it's just like how do I get it done without yeah. clicking clicking in the program that you don't even want to yeah basically I, yeah like I like on report I'm sure it's amazing it does what I need it to do but I did not want to invest the time into learning it because there's just more important things that my yeah. energy need to be directed needs to be directed to yeah um, amazing good on you so you get the benefits of it but you don't even probably know how it works like how no. yeah yeah <laughs> but i think and you know what i think that that was part of why why um the clever bunch really resonated with me was i wanted to understand the theory behind it all and i wanted to understand why this stuff's important and how to do it and then i so i get to be creative i get to come up with the great ideas and then i get to ask other people to kind of execute the plans for me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that, like, that's what I love about it because I wouldn't want to just outsource the whole thing and not have any yeah. control. So maybe it's because I'm a control freak. Who knows? <laughs> well, I think everyone should be when it comes to marketing should be a control freak because, well, the businesses I see that have the most success, like you, you've grown so much in the last 12 months, just like because you've taken control because you're not sort of going, Oh, someone else will do that for me. Or I'll just get like, you yeah. know, my, my sister's kid to look after my social media for me or, yeah. um, and it's such a, it's like what brings life into it or look after your marketing and, um, or you just don't do it cause it's so overwhelming. Um, because marketing's like, it's confusing. Like it's where yeah. you can start. That's why we're in business, obviously. How yeah. did you like, this is like, I don't know how you'd answer this, but how did you even decide to work with us? Because you had to spend money on us. <laughs> like, like, yeah. there's something like, what True. made you like go, you know what, I'll just go for it with basic bananas. What, what, yeah. how did you make the decision? Or we just had a point where we were just like, you know what, something's got to happen. Like, what, what, what? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was at a point where I was like, um, I've got this business. I've got this good skill set. I've got, um, I had a small team at that stage, smaller team. Um, and I was just like, why are we not busy? Like mm. something has to change. I don't want to keep doing it the way I'm doing it because it's just not working. You know, we're one of the few practices in our geographical area at that stage as well. So I'm like, why are we not busier? Um, and, you know, I, I did, you know, I shopped around. I kind of, there was a couple of really kind of sleazy options out there <laughs> in terms of, people that can help your business that I didn't want to go with. Um, and we, I, my admin lady who's I've worked with for a really long time and myself went along to one of the blast off um, seminars and that was what sold it. Cause we were like, Oh, this just makes sense. Like there's, there's, this is clear. Like it's clarifying a lot of this for me. Um, and then, yeah, look, you know, it was at some, at one point, I was like, am I going to do this? Like, this is scary because this is a big investment mm. um, for a small business and, you know, you, you're in this position where you're like, I've got cash flow problems, so do I, <laughs> do I spend money to try and fix it or yeah. what do I do? Do I try and save money? Like, I don't know what to do. And it was just such a good gamble. Like, it was the best, um, best decision for me because I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know, the process of our, our monthly meetings and, and that kind of thing. And I just learned so much from it. And I really think it just, it forced me to sit down and, and clarify, like, what is my purpose? What's my mission? What are our values? Who's our ideal client? Because if you don't know that stuff, how are you going to market to them if you don't know who they are and what they like? Um, so, yeah, so that's a really long answer <laughs> to your question. It was a really nice answer for us too, but it's good to, I like to, I just like to hit on that because I can imagine, because it is, yeah, when you've got a cash flow problem, yeah. the last thing you want to do is spend more cash, but it's that cash 22, like, what do you, you know, like, what do they say, the horse before the cart or the cart yeah. before the cart? Like, how do you get the, yeah. how, do you, how do you get more money in when it, well, you don't have money, but it takes money to get make money. You know, like it's this little... Uh, exactly. Yeah, but that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. And thank you so much for like taking, I guess, a gamble on us, like like putting trust, you know, enough trust in us. Um, it's super appreciated and um, super happy to be a part of your journey. Um, now, just before we wrap up, what's what's net, What's the future hold? Are you guys ticking along with your business as it is? Or like what, what are your plans 2020? Mm -hmm. What's coming up? Yeah, I think, so this year I opened the second practice. I think there might be one more to come. 
Nice. And then I, and then I'll be done. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be one more. And I think you know, um, it's just just about setting some goals. I think for my personal career as well, um, and seeing where I want that to go. And I'm definitely doing a lot more in terms of. Um, you know, media work and public speaking and things like that. And I love doing that. So I'm kind of building that my own kind of personal brand on the side as well. Um, so it's kind of lucky that it's kind of, you know, all the stuff I've been able to apply for the, the, the larger business, I can kind of apply for myself personally too. Um, so just continuing to kind of grow that and consolidate the team and really develop a workplace that is somewhere of excellence that people really enjoy being and, you know, we can service the clients as, you know, as we really want to. Amazing. That's awesome. And so where can our listeners stalk you? Where can they check out? What's the website? Centre for yes. Child Development.com? Yeah, it's really long, Centre for Child Development.com. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, and we've got Facebook, which I think is Centre for Child Development, and the Instagram's Amanda J. Abel, I think, maybe with some dots in there. I'm not sure. Nice. Um, the, um, website's yeah. probably the best place to go. That's it. Um, Centre for Child Development.com. And I'll whack that into the show notes so if you're listening on your phone in the app if you just click on this episode uh, that you're listening to you'll see the show notes and that url will be listed there as well and also on basicbananas.com we'll have the the link there as well thanks so much for joining us and inspiring everybody (laughs) and uh, being so open and generous with your you know the lessons along the way and the growth you've had phenomenal like a like amazing hats off to you well done oh thanks christo and look you know really i do have to say thanks to you guys as well because it it really was like a life-changing business changing decision to take that take that big risk and i I honestly couldn't be happier with with what i've learned and how it's impacted the business and this is not something that you've prepped me to say but really how much do i have to pay you after exactly (laughs) i could be paid in wine and chocolate but um (laughs) But no, honestly, like a real sincere thanks to you guys because it has been um, a really cool journey and I've enjoyed it so much and I'm still on the journey and I'm really enjoying it. So, um, and it's, you know, been an absolute honour to be able to share um, my experiences with the listeners today. Amazing. Thank you so much. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.